This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Julie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Hi, this is Jolie Moore. Welcome to episode 25 of 51st Dates, the podcast. I am recording this, I don't know, I swear it's on a Friday evening, uh, not the usual Sunday. I don't know what I'll be doing Sunday, but um, I think I'm recording now because I am just uh, a little bit disappointed in myself. I have not, I can't even with this. So you know, um, I was talking to my therapist last week, the week before, I don't know, the weeks all run together. And she, we were talking about dating, because always, and she looked at me and she said, you know, when you walked in, like, four months post, uh, like, separation, and you said, I'm going to date, um, her, she, she has no poker face, um, she said that she was surprised. And... Um, so I didn't ask why she was surprised and actually I'm going to ask that, um, this week, but I've been thinking a lot about dating because, 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 because I still am and it's a shit show as always. Um, cause I have learned nothing. Like I'm sitting here reading this or doing this podcast and I've learned a lot. That's actually not true. I've learned quite a bit, but in many ways I feel like I've learned nothing because I keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. And when I was just driving around, I dropped my son off at his dad's house. Um, so I was running some errands, um, because I've become that vax hole. Like I got vaccinated and the first thing I did was I got waxed and then I went to like beauty supply and got all this stuff so I can like pull this thing back from the brink. Um, I put on COVID weight, like a whole lot of stuff's gotta be fixed, but not that there's anything wrong, but I would just like to be different. I'd like to be more like I was pre pandemic. So one of the things um, that I was thinking about while I was driving, because the traffic is back in LA, man, I think I probably spent like an hour and a half in my car today, um, and maybe an hour off it alone. Anyway, one of the things I was thinking about um, is I might need to take a hiatus from dating, because I keep saying I'm going to take a hiatus, but I honestly really haven't. You know, I've been thinking about it. So I'm always really judgmental of these guys who just like hop from woman to woman to woman. And I'm like, can't you be alone? Why can't you spend any time alone? And, you know, when you start judging people, it's usually time to look at your own stuff. And I was thinking about it. So the longest I can remember being single was the time the last two years of college. I did not date anybody those two years. That's it. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school. I had one in college. Then I had a horrible breakup Then I took two years off. And then I had a boyfriend in graduate school. Then I had the second one. Um, and I married him. And then 
apparently four months after uh, separation, I started dating, and then it was a classic car guy, and then it was, I don't even know, I lost track of time, isn't it horrible? Um, but whoever's in this book. And I stopped dating, I broke up with somebody in September of 2020, uh, September 11th, actually, I think, or 10th, 10th or 11th, I can't remember one of those two days. I, it took two days because he was not hearing it uh, the first time and he thought he could convince me not to do it. So then I had to like do it a second time. And that was not a joy, by the way. Um, so it was September and I looked up. So I did not see any guys between September and February. This is not a long time. I and mean, we were talking like October, November, December and January. So what, four and a half months? That's how long I made it. And I'm back in a situation that is not great. Um, <laughs> I was talking to this guy this morning um, and I was like, oh my God, I'm back in another not great situation. And I can't even, like, I know I shouldn't have done it, but it was February and you know, a lot of people were like, well, if you're lonely and it's COVID and, you know, you should like have some fun and it's not too serious or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll just like do this casual thing with this guy. And then he was being weird and like, you know, <laughs> what another podcaster calls schmoopy schmoopy. Like I want this and I want that. And I was like, okay, maybe we can do this. And then like this morning he was back to being a dick. And I was like, Oh my God, here we are. I'm standing here outside. Um, I'd give him his car keys to his car because he parked it here while he was on location. Um, and I was like, I am back in the same effing kind of situation I was when two years ago, like nothing has changed. And I keep thinking I'm learning and I'm like taking a, uh, like a dating seminar now online, of course, and all these things. And I feel like despite all the knowledge I have or I'm acquiring, I am not applying it. I am just doing the same thing over and over again, which I guess is the definition of insanity, right? So I think that I really need to take like a real, real, real hiatus. I don't know how long, six months, a year, I don't know. Um, I'm coming up on a milestone birthday, so I feel like old and that's like its own thing. But, um, those zero and five years, man, those were harsh. But I just uh, think that I need to take a break and figure out what I want. Like, I partially think I want. I mean, I think the last time I recorded, I was talking about people who are kind to teenagers. Um, and that's not like, <laughs> that's not all, you know, that's not it. So I need to figure out what that is and how I can be more secure in myself that I don't allow myself to get caught up in, um, I don't know, guys who are emotionally unavailable, all their push, pull, codependent, whatever craziness. Um, I'm much better now. I can see it. Like I can, like I looked at him this morning and I thought, oh, right. You have all this crap, right? And, and you're not, I'm not saying he should work on it. He is not addressing it. So as far as he's concerned, he's perfect. Um, he said that once, not quite, well, kind of. And um, 
that's fine. So he is. So, you know, he's like perfect, you know, past 40. And I don't know, you know, he seems like sometimes happy, sometimes profoundly unhappy, but he's living the life he wants, I guess. I don't know. And um, it's not the life I want. And so I need to change. Now, again, I had to figure out how I'm going to extract myself. I'm not really good. Like, I'm okay. Like, okay like everybody I've ever been with, I've broken up with, moved out. Like, I've never been dumped. So I don't know. So obviously, I know how to get out. But um, it always takes so much work. Like, I have to, like, work up to the fact that I'm like, okay, okay, I have to be out. And okay, I'm going to have to, like, maybe block your number and um block you on social media maybe although I think this guy is muted I muted him a long time ago and um all of this stuff to sort of get out and then feel the feelings and be sad and then and then what I don't know maybe write more books maybe that's what I need to do I just need to write some more books (laughs) seems like I got enough time to like futz around with guys I should have more time to write books um and raise a child and you know, do the admission stuff for his, like, next school and all that. So it's not as if there's nothing to do. There's certainly less travel, so that kind of sucks. But all that said, I think I need a break. I think it needs to be substantial, and I think I can't, like, put myself out there until I figure out what I want. Because in my head, I don't really believe that there's scarcity um, in the number of, like, available people, but sometimes... I think to myself, oh, I'll break up with this guy and, you know, I'll take a break and nobody ever will pursue me. But that's not at all what has happened in my life. Every time I'm single for like a minute, there's a guy around the corner who's like, hey, and I'm like, all right. Um, And maybe I should be, I obviously should be more discerning as well. But I need a break. Um, like a real, real break, not like a sort of break, not a half break, not a, I'm only going to see this guy, you know, every week break. Um, but like a serious like break and, you know, be like single for real and not be on apps and not be like talking to guys and, uh, see what happens. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll like write 10 books. I mean, you know, I mean, I've written quite a few, but maybe I could write some more if I weren't, like, you know, spinning around over some stupid guy. So that's sort of the plan. I'm going to read this now. I don't even want... I, I looked at the title of the chapter, and I'm already, like, over it. Um, but here we go. Chapter 24. Thunderbolt Turns Up Again. May 19. What are you looking for in a relationship? I was looking straight at Thunderbolt as I asked this question. He cocked his head and looked at me funny. This was the first time he'd ever sat on my couch. I'm going to be honest. The couch is legendary. Everyone who comes to my apartment comments on it. Friends have fantasized about all-girl sleepovers we could have on the couch. Up until now, I'd entertained Thunderbolt in my kitchen. We'd have water or wine, kiss, talk for an hour or three, then eventually get to the bedroom. Today, he asked for permission to sit on the couch. I acquiesced. I'm asking because people keep asking me, and I have no idea what in the hell to answer, I continued. I just changed my dating profile from something casual to I don't know yet, because I had changed. 
In these few months, I realized that I might want more than casual sex. It wasn't that I was against casual sex, because there's a lot to be said for it. It's that the effort was outweighing the reward. It was that having spent time with Classic Car, I realized there were certain aspects of a relationship that I really enjoyed and wanted more of. Someone thinking of me morning and night and checking in to see how I was. Someone who remembered little things about me. Someone who enjoyed being with me. Someone who held my hand in public and didn't walk a quarter mile in front of me like I had a disease they needed to be quarantined from. I want to find someone who's funny, enjoys sex, and is independent, Thunderbolt answered after a long pause. How will you know, I asked. My armchair observation was that he'd probably encountered that woman a million times, but had walked right by her while he was waiting for the heavens to open up and give him a sign. I didn't share that, though. He'd have to pay his own therapist for that one. I know what I won't, he answered cryptically. What do you mean? A couple of months ago, I met this girl I liked. We went on a couple of dates. Then one day she texted me in the middle of the afternoon. The middle of the afternoon didn't seem like a crime against humanity. I was enjoying my middle of the afternoon texts, but this made me curious. So, I prompted. So, she was completely blitzed. She wanted me to come over to her house and who knows what, but she was nearly blackout drunk in the middle of the day. I told her that I wasn't coming over because I was working. She'd have to wait until later when I was done working. That was the last time I talked to her. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but that wasn't it. Blackout drunk during the middle of the day would certainly be a deal breaker for me and probably most sane people. I didn't have a comeback for that one. Couldn't defend that woman who sounded like she might be a mess. Nothing like the 27-year-old virgin of a few weeks ago that he decided not to deflower. That virgin, I think, may have appreciated the effort. Speaking of relationships, how's yours, he asked, his gaze intent. And we're back, I said with a flourish of my hand, what I hoped was a heavy dose of frustration in my voice. Suffice it to say, it's crazy. Do you want kids? I asked, turning the focus back on him. I had friends. I had a therapist. I did not need to download my issues with Classic Car Guy during our time together. There was enough of that already with my girlfriends. I think I spent more hours talking about him than to him. If I met this perfect woman, and it's part of the package, then I'd do it. Hmm. It took all the self-restraint I'd built up over my long life not to cough or comment on his use of the word perfect. If he'd said perfect for me, that would have been acceptable. But there was no perfect woman. Woe to this one. If I were a betting woman, I'd have wagered on the side of him not finding her. Ever. How do you like the drink? He pointed to the white and pink can of what I thought to be flavored seltzer in his hand. He was odd that way, bringing over random drinks of the alcoholic and non-alcoholic variety. I'd opened it and taken a few sips, but caught up in blackout drunken tales and the laser focus on the word perfect, I hadn't been paying attention to what I'd been putting in my mouth. Is it grapefruit? Taste it, you tell me. I took a sip, realized I'd brushed my teeth and adjusted for that. It is. You said you like grapefruit and seltzer, so I bought it for you. That descended into a discussion of La Croix, which is the most popular thing in Los Angeles right now after Tesla's and getting trying to get a show on Netflix. I don't know how long we spent gabbing about his work and mine, and of course his documentary. It was only when he took the can from my hand and kissed me that I realized I was probably way too passive. Despite all my texting and summoning him, he was always had to make the first move. It was the opposite of how it was with Classic Car Guy. After those first dates, I felt like I was nearly always all over him, but this moment wasn't a time for comparison. Instead, I let Thunderbolt undress me and lead me to my bedroom. 
There may have been no future and maybe not anything to our relationship, but for goodness sakes, the sex was good. It was better every single time. I was gaining a deep appreciation for a guy who tried hard and succeeded and pleasing me and was always on time. Interestingly, I usually don't remember um, what happened in those chapters, but this one I actually remember really, really well. Um, I'm not sure why. So, oh, let me say this. I asked later, um, it's not in this book, about these two women. For some reason, they were intriguing to me. Um, so I asked him specifically why he ditched the woman who called Blackout Drunk. And um, he said that he doesn't date people who have substance abuse problems. And I thought that was fair. Like, that was a totally fair thing to say. Um, it's so interesting. I, I think I asked him why. No, I don't know if I asked him why he dated her. I didn't ask that question. Um, we just talked about people on active addiction and I thought that is a fair like thing to do. It's something I decided myself. Um, I just hadn't even thought I would encounter it. So when I encountered it, I had to like say no. Um, but different conversation. Um, and then I asked about the virgin because for some reason that fucking story like stuck with me like way too long. Um, and I did later ask him about that. Uh, so I guess I'll say, I don't know, like I, well, I know more about him than is in the book, but like apparently he, oh, maybe I shouldn't say it. Forget it. I'll skip all that. seems too personal. Let me just say this. I asked him why he didn't sleep with this woman because like losing your virginity like later in life, I think is, um, I don't want to say embarrassing or shameful because that's not really fair, but at some point like you get to a certain age and you sort of have to like own up to it and it feels like kind of a burden to, you know, offload. And so I did ask him why he didn't sleep with her. Um, and he had two answers. One was like, she just like couldn't relax like sufficiently for like the act to um, be consummated. But on the other hand, he said like when he was with her that he really thought about it and she seemed so serious that he was worried that it was going to mean more to her than it would to him. And he didn't say, that's all he said. That was like the end of the sentence. Um, wh I, what I'm appending is my own opinion is that then she was going to be like clingy and ask for too much. And God knows he's somebody you can't ask for too much for, from. So that uh, was interesting. But I did eventually ask about that because I don't know why. I don't know why like those two stories stuck with me. And he's talked about like a ton of other things and I don't always ask about them. But these two I did ask about later because the curiosity just got, well, got the better of me. I just wanted to know because I'm nosy. Um, and also like, you know, I said to my son like a few weeks and months ago, we were talking about, you know, people come in and out of your life. And I was telling him that, you know, lots of people by my age have come in on my life and often you don't know, get to know how their story ends. I mean, you know, beside death, but you don't get to know like what happens to them in life. 
Um, I mean, I know there's Facebook, but I don't, I'm not like friends with a ton of people from like high school and college. But, um, so I don't know what happened to tons of people. I think I looked up people like, I don't know, when Facebook was popular like 10 years ago and I haven't really thought about it since. But, and he was really sort of sad and he was like, so there's people I know now who I'm really good friends with. And then one day I just won't know what happened to them. And I was like, yeah, one day you, they'll just fade out of your life and you'll have fond memories, but you won't know what happened to them. Um, I say all this because, well, as a storyteller, like obviously you write books and you get to know what happens to people until the story ends. Um, but I don't know. I just got curious. I just got curious and I wanted to know like the why. Um, so I have a policy of not asking why. Actually, previously it was what, like why people do what they do. I don't know people do what they're going to do. People don't do what they don't want to do. And I got that. Um, and the why is up to them. It's a mystery. It is what it is. But I, so I stopped asking why, like anytime anybody does anything, I no longer ask why, because it doesn't really matter. I usually ask what, but I think I've amended that lately to ask what now, like if somebody does something, the why doesn't matter. It's like the, what is, what am I going to do about it? The, what is what's happening? The, what is what I feel and the, what now is, you know, what to do about it in the future. And that's sort of where I am. No more why. God, I think I spent all of my 20s. Why, why, why? And now, not the least bit interested. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be, hopefully, like a good summer. Like, a lot, most of the people I know, actually, I think, like, maybe 90% of the people I know are vaccinated. Um, I mean, I don't know. The theaters have gone bankrupt. <laughs> the restaurants around here have gone bankrupt. My favorite nail salon has gone bankrupt. So, but I'm really hopeful that either A, I can travel for the summer or uh, in the alternative, um, actually there is no alternative, I, I want to travel. So the only question is whether I can travel internationally um, or whether or not I'm going to like, you know, rent a cabin somewhere and hang out for like six weeks, eight weeks with my kid. Um, it's just, I guess it's just a matter of where it's certainly no longer a matter of what I really, no offense to LA, but I got to get out. I got to, I got to, I got to venture past these, like this 25 mile radius and see something different. It's the longest time I've ever been here in Los Angeles at a single time. And while it's a delightful city, um, not so much right now. So now we have traffic and nothing open. It's crazy. So, um, that's it for now. I will uh, get back to you on how that single thing goes as soon as I am single. Soon enough. Soon enough. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore.com. 
and on all social media at the same handle, XO Jolie Moore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.